Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to... But it was aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we take it in turns to host a probe into real life alien events, deciding whether they really involved aliens. I'm leading the investigation this week and you can call me Kev or Greybeard if you prefer. Alongside me is Granville Moonwalker or if you prefer, you can call him Tallulah. We rarely piss about to begin with here, because honestly, who wants to hear about how Tula here got his nipples pierced? So onwards we go! This week, we are heading to Scotland. More precisely, we are heading to the Highlands, south of Inverness. For our international listeners, this is about 580 miles away from London, in England. Now you may have heard of today's case. When you say you may have heard of today's case... Is that me or the listeners? Both. For today, you are my listener. Ooh. Around 565 AD, an Irish missionary (laughs) known today as Saint Columba was residing with the Picts, the tribal peoples of northern Scotland, whom allied against common enemies. Oh, not again. (laughs) I've not even started on the run this week. The Picts one day came to Columba to tell him that a water beast had dragged a man into the water, killed and eaten him at River Ness. Columba, being an honourable and trustworthy man, gathered a party and went looking for the beast. A hunting party, if you will. When they found the beast, Columba confronted the beast with the sign of the cross, as in... Columba made the sign of the cross with his hands and arms, a known deadly weapon. A weapon so deadly that in a fight with a warrior holding a sword and shield, the cross would undoubtedly win every single time. Upon sight of the cross, the beast cowered away and fled. There were no more deaths and all rejoiced. This is believed to be the earliest sighting of the Loch Ness Monster. So the sign of the cross. Sign of the cross! Now, the sign that I pictured was not the one that you would think I pictured. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the famous WWE Attitude Era Degeneration X Suck Crotch it. Chop. Yep. Yep. Crotch chop. So he walked up to the banks of the lock and he crotch chopped and Nessie <laughs> ran away. And Nessie couldn't take the sexuality of it. For Columba was a sex icon in the day. It's mad to think that he used to run around and crotch chop at school. Yeah, but it was the in thing in like 1999, 2000, wasn't it? So I'm not saying it wasn't. Saying it was awesome. (laughs) Loads (laughs) of little kids used to be doing it to their teacher. Suck it, miss! (laughs) Not really having a full understanding as to what that actually meant. Two words for (laughs) you. Let's probably talk about the case, yeah, shouldn't we? we should. <laughs> so crotch chopped. Crotch chopped in Nessie's face and, and Nessie away. withered away like a little punk. Nessie didn't want none of that smoke. Was he 100% sure it was the same beast that had killed these other people? Yes. Like, well, the, what, did anyone see this beast beforehand and tell him it was the same it one? It was the only beast around. So, mm. I mean, there aren't any other beasts that have been seen. How are you going to really know? They believed it. Can I vouch for them? Probably not. But they believed it. Okay. 
I've already made my mind up here that Nessie's really sexually timid. You could have pointed like a Glock in 565 at Nessie's head and he'd have been like, come at me, bro. But you crotch chop at him and he just can't take the, the overt sexualness and he's like, nah. I'm going to go and look at my rock collection. Do you reckon he came up and he just went, asking for tree fitty? <laughs> that crotch uh, chop was like, I haven't got tree fitty. So he just went away. He <laughs> goddamn not in his mind to keep up with that tree fitty. If there is not a picture in here of the Loch Ness Monster from South Park or a reference oh. to tree fitty, I'm going to be highly disappointed. I'll be you. honest with you. I thought it was too obvious, so I didn't. There were some sightings of Nessie during the 19th century, such as Dee Mackenzie's in the early 1870s of something wriggling in the water and Alexander MacDonald's sighting of a large salamander-like creature crawling out of the water. But the Loch Ness Monster hit the mainstream on May the 2nd, 1933. The Inverness Courier via Fort Augustus correspondent Alec Campbell reported that an oldie Mackay herself reported during April 1933 what she believed was a whale-like creature churning in the water. London newspapers began sending journalists to Scotland. This story took off. A circus offered £20,000 for capture of the beast. George Spicer and his wife, meanwhile, saw the creature crossing a road on the 22nd of July 1933 and estimated it to be 25 feet in length. Then we have Arthur Grant, a motorcyclist who on the 5th of January 1934 claimed to have nearly hit the creature as it crossed the damn road at about 1am. Grant followed the creature but it returned to the lock and he could only see ripples in the moonlight. Arthur drew a picture of what he saw. These people are talking out of their ass, aren't they? No. I saw the Loch Ness monster cross the road. It's like a kid going, oh, I saw Nessie. What was Nessie doing? I was playing on the swings. Right. Just imagine that Nessie isn't as huge as what you generally picture Nessie and that he's more potentially the size of... So 20 foot, 25 feet in length? Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe they weren't great with their estimations, but maybe it is like moving like a Komodo dragon. So they saw a big Komodo dragon. I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying imagine that that sort of thing is possible. <laughs> so here's a picture of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, it looks nothing like a Komodo dragon. A Grant. <laughs> Basically a Diplodocus looking thing, isn't it? Yeah. Proper water dinosaur style, massive long neck, massive long tail, big tub of lubber in the middle. I'm trying to think flippers. what else it could look like, but it's exactly what you'd expect a Loch Ness Monster to look like mm-hmm. from the depictions and artwork that we have through time. Do you think this was the first original picture? Quite possibly. Like I said, this is when it hit mainstream. There'd been sightings before, but there aren't sort of... Uh, yeah, not really documented. I think the Columba incident is more verbally documented and then people have drawn it at later dates, but I don't recall seeing any accounts of Columba or his party drawing. This long-necked salamander crawled out of the water. I mean, if it's a water creature, how were the circus going to keep it? Well, this is the Olden Circus. The Olden Circus would take on anything. I mean, the Olden Circus isn't a... 
a desert or a jungle, but they take on things like lions, don't they? Yeah, but they live on land. They take on monkeys. You never see a circus with a whale, did you? Yes. No, you didn't. I mean, not a travelling one, but there are static ones I mean, performing whales. It's don't awful. Forget, like, sea but... World and that nonsense. Free the killer whales. The next year, 1934, that photo was taken. You know the one. Respected British surgeon, Colonel Colonel Robert Wilson, took the photo everyone knows whilst driving along the northern shore. I won't string you along with this bit. 60 years later, in 1994, this photo was confirmed to be a revenge hoax. A newspaper had mocked big game hunter Marmaduke Weatherall for finding Nessie footprints on the shore, which turned out to be faked with a hippo foot. Not that Marmaduke was confirmed to have carried out the hoax himself. The hippo foot was attached to a stick of sorts to make the false footprints, so they say. I have no idea where they obtained said hippo foot. The story goes that Marmaduke, his son and stepson, then faked the photo in retaliation to the mockery of Marmaduke and had the surgeon sell it as his own so that it wasn't linked back to Marmaduke. The photo was actually a toy submarine from a Woolworth store with a head made from wood putty. Some do dispute whether this forgery story is true though. Of course, I'm going to show you this photo now, Mr. Moonwalker. Here we go. You know the one? Yeah. Everyone has seen this one. Very famous. Everybody has seen this picture. You can't really work out the scale because it could just be massively zoomed in. Probably is massively zoomed in, looking at the waves around it. Do you think these people are laughing in the afterlife at how far this picture took off? (laughs) Gone Uh, forward and people still, although I've been told it's a hoax, believe it's real. Mm. Marmaduke is just rolling over in heaven or hell wherever Marmaduke ended up could be in purgatory my inner monologue right now is just going Marmaduke 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 I reckon you should call your kid Marmaduke isn't that the name of a dog I don't know I think there's a film called Marmaduke it's a dog might be a great Dane Marmaduke Marmaduke talk while I have a look oh look Marmaduke (laughs) Marmaduke Talk while um, I have a look. Oh, it's a look. great game. <laughs> what a famous one. Mm-hmm. Newspaper comic strip revolving around the Winslow family and their great Dane, Marmaduke. Oh. And it was also made into a film. And there is a 2022 film called Marmaduke. Lovely. By Pete Davidson. Or starring Pete Davidson. Even. Don't really know who that is, but that's Neither no surprise for me. Looks shit. Apologies to everyone involved in that film. But it sucked ass, <laughs> based purely on a picture of said film. Mm-hmm. So after all of this, the attention didn't really cease. After a BBC investigation in 1958, during the 1960s, quite a few British universities, including Oxford, Cambridge and the University of Birmingham, launched sonar expeditions to Loch Ness. I won't get your nipples twitching, no conclusive evidence was found, but, as reported by the History Channel no less, during every single expedition, the sonar operators detected a large, moving, underwater object which they could not explain. During this time, 
Tim Dinsdale learnt of the legendary monster of Loch Ness, having himself stumbled upon a book by Constance White, released in 1957, documenting Nessie sightings of integrity. It was that book, actually, that turned the feeling of Loch Ness sightings from ridicule to something worthy of serious academic study. During his first visit to the loch, Tim filmed something moving across the loch. Tim was an aeronautical engineer, so what did Tim do after this sighting? Tim gave up his career and devoted his life to finding Nessie, baby! Tim sadly passed away in 1987, but his footage was later enhanced in 1993 and appeared to show the rear body of a creature underwater. This image convinced many skeptics that Nessie is real. Tim didn't live to see it, but he too helped change the tone of Nessie hunting. The quality isn't great when you blow it up, but there is something in the water. Yes, I've got this image for you now, Mr. Moonwalker 2. And we'll upload these images to our Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. So this image, if I look at it, looks like a person in the water with a swim hat on and the streak behind it is literally where they've been swimming. You can't tell I can, me that's anything different. I can see what you're saying now, but if you unzoom it, and I won't get you to do that, but um, to the right of what you're pointing out, it kind of looks like a fin. So it could be a shark. So what you're referring... I mean, it, I don't a, know that there are sharks in Loch Ness. could be a lost nest, killer but... whale. These creatures do get lost. Mm, yeah. And if yeah. people haven't seen them before they are when we get towards the end try and remind me to mention something about creatures getting lost because i read something really interesting in the news literally a couple of days ago creatures getting lost (laughs) during the 1970s another few studies were undertaken sponsored by boston-based academy of applied science were they called the bast i don't know that they have an acronym I didn't think to look at that. Bass! Bass! One in 1975 combined underwater photography and strobe lighting with sonar. Results were generally inconclusive once more, but a photo taken at the same time that the sonar indicated a large object was moving past was developed and enhanced. They found something! We have this photo too. As you can see here, there appears to be a giant flipper from some type of aquatic animal captured on camera in the depths of Loch Ness. This one is known as the flipper photo, and beside it I've included a painting of a plesiosaur by Sir Peter Scott. We'll come back to plesiosaur, but I just wanted to give you an indication of the flipper we may be dealing with. A flipper caught with strobe lit photography if there's not a picture of um either flipper the fucking dolphin i'm gonna be very disappointed this is a serious case (laughs) i've included all the serious images and you're just looking for shit (laughs) (laughs) no picture of fucking flipper eh? i'm highly disappointed oh no i can't really see what i'm meant to be seeing in this you don't kind of see a flipper on the the sonar image? That could be anything. So it could be a flipper. I mean, it could be. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? 
Uh, uh, hold on. I'm held. No, no. That's not a flipper. That could be... Um, All right, is a it a tail with a flipper on the left? No. No. But you said it could be anything, so you can't say no. <sighs> okay, it could be. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I don't believe it is. That's okay. I'm, I'm not asking what you believe right now. <laughs> I just want to know that there's a chance. Another operation was launched in 1987. Operation Deep Scan, an ambitious sonar survey of Loch Ness. This survey found three unexplained underwater targets. In the 90s, Project Urquhart, which wasn't even looking for Nessie, detected something large moving in the water and followed it for several minutes before it disappeared. Mysterious, eh? During a 1997 expedition featured in a Loch Ness film, again something was detected moving underwater. Marine biologist and sonar expert Arne Carr reported the target to be approximately 15 foot long and biological in nature. In 2003, the BBC sponsored a project to thoroughly scan the lock with sonar beams and satellite tracking. This project unfortunately did not return any positive results, which suggests that Nessie is no longer there. Ultimately, lots of projects, regular pings, but nobody's got a grip on the bastard. Elusive. While you were going through that, yes. and you mentioned something large and moving was detected under yeah. the water, I was thinking, it's been several times that you've mentioned that something large was moving under the water, but no one has a size. And then you immediately go, 15 <laughs> feet in length. I was like, fucker. Uh, um... Because something large could be anything. Mm. Large compared to what? But then I suppose compared it's... to a tennis ball? It's large and organic or biological in nature. So we know it's not a boat, for example. Boat! I mean, I'm not saying... Well, it was what... a living boat. Living boat! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> when did boats start living? Have you not seen the boat version of Thomas the Tank Engine? No! That, that's not bar. real! <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a snake? Yeah, a giant water snake. Mm. Again, that I'm not saying that Nessie is Nessie per se. They might it have could seen a be giant any type of animal that's in there. Yeah. In the water. Who knows? I mean, it'll, I suppose if you're looking at Nessie's neck. And the anaconda mm -hmm. pokes its head out of the water like that. And then just goes under. Slippers away. Yep. Anaconda. Nagini style. We've covered <laughs> experiments and the original sightings. So now let's just work through a few of the best sightings briefly. Whiskey worker Ian Bremner, whilst on the lookout for red deer took this photo in September 2016. To me, this one could be a 15-foot giant otter. I mean, that's just several. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's just several otters. Whoa. And he happens to have taken the picture at the time that two of them were diving and one was just <laughs> swimming normally. That is that's absolutely a giant otter. That's <laughs> disgusting that that's 15. been put in. <laughs> 
people in my research disgusting. <laughs> I spent so long toiling over this. How dare you? It's disgusting if he actually submitted that. I've literally selected the best sightings there is, and you're just crapping all over <laughs> it. Giant otter. The next one was taken by Ricky Phillips, an author who saw this beastie with a head the size of a rugby ball during 2018. After that, we have David Elder's August 2013 sighting of something slipping through the water. I will add a link in the episode notes to a daily record article with photos of the eight best Nessie sightings for our listeners if you are so inclined to take a peeky. Is that Otter one in that list? I can neither confirm nor deny it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say nothing further on the matter. (laughs) Oh, what what is that? (laughs) That's not even a creature. (laughs) How how dare you, sir? (laughs) That's some creature who's got to go home to his parents tonight and be like, That person on the podcast said I wasn't a creature. Just looks like the handle uh. of something. Oh, that's atrocious. That is one of the eight best sightings, sir. Looks like a cane. And right. someone's just thrown a cane well, in that the one didn't grab you. Check this next one. Indisputable. I mean, again, it just looks like a seal. Although... A seal? That other part, like the head. That little bit there. I thought you were going to crap all over this one and say it's just a wave. <laughs> no. A seal? That's like <laughs> a 30-foot seal. <laughs> it's like a little seal head there. Little? And then the rest of that, I don't know, a wave? If that's a seal, that's a huge seal because it's all connected. That's you can see that much. Could be a Zora. Could be an... Oh, Zora. To be fair, if that thing is the king of Zora's domain... Well, the king of Zora's domain isn't even a fucking Zora, it's a fat fish. Like, what the hell? Was it? Depends which game you look at, because on some of them he sits on a throne with his wiggly legs. That are too small to uh, lift his body. (laughs) That's why he butt shuffles left him. Because he's a fish. (laughs) He swims, he doesn't need to lift. He's, He's not supposed to be out of the water, they've stuck him on a throne against his wishes. It's not his natural environment. Could be an eel. That 2018 one is a... Tr- like, what is it? Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I will hear no more tosh. <sighs> We've covered the sightings and the search, but what is Nessie exactly? The photos have thrown up a few ideas, and yes, indeed, many think that the Loch Ness monster is a dinosaur. Now, I guess there's a slight bit of logic there in that Nessie does slightly resemble popular dinosaur imagery such as the plesiosaur we mentioned earlier, a marine reptile order of more than 100 species. I have a picture of a plesiosaur skeleton for you here, Mr. Moonwalker. They're pretty big bastards, aren't they? Yeah, what yeah, if very big. was the last one? So... This is kind of what I wanted to touch on. I'm just going to cover the next section and I'm going to come back onto this. The problem with this idea is that in many sightings, Nessie has a funny shaped neck that bends around. The plesiosaur neck is actually rigid. They couldn't lift their necks like Nessie. Meanwhile, reptiles are usually adapted for warm weather. Scotland is not warm. Far fucking from it. Nessie isn't seen much, so can't be coming up to breathe as a reptile or even a mammal would. Basically, what I'm saying is Nessie is unlikely to be a dinosaur or reptile. 
But what if Nessie is something else? But before I get to that, there has been some fossil bones found in a river, I forget if it's near the Amazon or something, but of plesiosaur, which basically suggests that plesiosaurs were living and adapted to live in rivers, not just the sea. Ooh. Hmm. If that's possible, then it stands to reason that they could live in rivers and lakes and locks anywhere. So it could well be that it used to. It could well be that it's the last one. Do you reckon they went chasing waterfalls? (laughs) You shouldn't go (laughs) chasing waterfalls. Although saying that, there is always a secret hidden tunnel behind a waterfall. Always, always, always check behind a waterfall if you ever buy one. If it's safe to do so. If anyone tries that in an unsafe waterfall, I did not offer that advice. But yeah, mm. plesiosaur. Got any other ideas on what Nessie could be? And I warn you, <laughs> I'm about to go left field. Other than a giant snake? Mm-hmm. No. I do or, like the snake or eel theory. What if it's a dragon? A water dragon? Just like what Columba said. Not all dragons have wings. What if it's a Lapras? Then I better go and grab a, my Pokeballs and go to Scotland. Or a Gyarados. Yep. Gyarados? 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 Gyarados, that's the one. I know what I meant. <laughs> Giant Magikarp. Giant angry, <laughs> steroided up Magikarp. If Pokemon were real... <laughs> Pokemon? Pokemon. If Pokemon were real, would you try and capture them? Because I think if that was real... You'd absolutely be petrified, wouldn't you? All these monsters that are able to like send you to sleep and that nibble depends. your toes and breathe fire over you. Like, as much as they try to make them look cute, they're basically death machines, aren't they? Every are single one they... of them. What are they like once you've captured them? Well, if it's real, I'm calling bullshit on what they're like in the cartoon. They're death machines. Because I would get myself a Gengar and a Charizard. You're burnt. And an Alakazam. You're smoked, son. And I would probably be controlled by the Alakazam the whole time. Yeah. That'd be cool, I'd be safe. He's putting that spoon <laughs> in all sorts of places. <laughs> New definition to the word, the phrase spooned. <laughs> Alakazam! Ah, the originals are the best. Yeah, absolutely. Although my favourite is probably Mimic You. I think I've said before. Mm-hmm. But outside of that... The original is the best overall, yeah. Imaginary friend of the show, Giorgio Tsoukalos, is among many whom hypothesise that if Nessie was a dinosaur, we'd have seen Nessie lots by this point. Bullshit! <laughs> I bring Giorgio in and now you're on board. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Giorgio, it's real! <laughs> Loch Ness is big. But is it big enough to be the sole habitat of a creature the size of Nessie? Meanwhile, Nessie doesn't come ashore to lay eggs. So I ask again, what is Nessie? Now, I'm not going to make a stupid claim at this point that the Loch Ness Monster is an alien. Because the Loch Ness Monster is an alien craft. Uh. (laughs) Right. I call bullshit because the fact that he says if Nessie was a dinosaur, we would have seen... Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Does he mean in the fact that it would have made enough appearances by now? Yeah. Okay. If it was a dinosaur, it wouldn't be intelligent enough to hide from humans and it would be coming up to, like, say, if it was that type of animal, it would need to lay eggs. What if there are, because there are depths of the sea that we have not explored yet as a race? Have you seen the Meg? (laughs) Because it's too... uh, I was going to say too dark it's not the depth is too, too deep much. the, the pressure, pressure is yeah. too high what if down there there are like water tunnels mm-hmm. that they can travel through okay. and travel to other areas around the world quite quickly like kind of like zoomies oh, similar to the hollow earth theory but for Nessies, yeah. There so works. rather than leading into the centre of the Earth, it's tunnels under the seabed, perhaps that go all around the world. If you remember, way, way back, we covered a probe about dolphins that <laughs> used crystals under the sea to teleport to, or use them as portals to hunt people on the leg. Yeah. What if that is real? And these Loch Ness monsters are using those same crystals under the ocean. They're all on the same team. To teleport themselves to different parts of the sea. A water civilization. Mm-hmm. Could this also explain what Atlantis really is? I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. That'd be bold. Loch Ness has lots of UFO sightings. Coincidence? Many of these sightings are different shapes. That could be different craft or even different species getting out of their craft why would the aliens get out of their vehicles what if Loch Ness itself is an intergalactic gateway stay with me here we've seen how tic-tac UAPs appear to submerge and emerge from water these things are always around water electromagnetic fields in the lock are very very strong Is this electromagnetic force being used to generate such a gateway? Similar sized locks have also had reports of Loch Ness monster-like sightings, which I won't detail too much as to not spoil our future probes, but remember we did mention Champy the Lake Champlain monster in our episode 57 about the Buff Ledge abduction, probed by the pier. So either these alien crafts are in shapes we can't really comprehend further than thinking they look like creatures, or these creatures are advanced alien civilizations traveling through. Mike, drop. What if Nessie Mike pick back up is an alien creature, and they were simply on their way past, and they were like, "Ah, oh, Nessie needs a drink." Let's just wait. Is Nessie the here. creature, or is it the pet of other creatures? It's the pet of other creatures. Okay. And they dropped it in to just <laughs> let it have a swim <laughs> around, <laughs> let it stretch its legs. Thins, yeah. And then they picked back up and they zoomed off. And Nessie's just minding its own business, goes for a little stroll to see what's around the lake. Someone gives it the crotch chop, and it's like, no. Yep. <sighs> Maybe the uh, crotch chop to Nessie means that it's gonna get slabbed. <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Runs away. People communicating with aliens using symbols they don't realize what it means on the alien world. Precisely. You stick your finger up at an alien, that could be a sign of endearment. It's exactly what I thought in um, Independence Day, when they send the helicopters out and they have the, the f- lights yeah, on the side. Yeah. Like, 
you could literally be signaling war to those motherfuckers right now. Yeah. And then they blew them up. Whereas punching like, an alien on the head could actually be friendly. Yep. Especially if they're a fighting race. Yeah. Like the Predators. They might respect that. In Search of Aliens Season 1 Episode 3 covered the intergalactic gateway theory and it turns out that there is a science behind it. The narrowness of the lock combined with the depth Remember, it's deep enough to submerge two Statues of Liberty, along with the presence of quartz in the area, generates high electromagnetic charge. Teleportation. This could allegedly truthfully create rips in space-time. Either aliens are coming through these portals, or actually, it could even be dinosaurs swimming into the lock in past millennia who momentarily flick into and back out of our time due to this, explaining why we can't get our grubby little paws on them. Christoph, is it? Oh, is it Christoph Aros? <laughs> <laughs> the guy who does the dances. Yep. Oh no! Seems he may have been right after all. Oh, all the dolphin ones coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a creeper he was. Ah, uh, seems they are talking to him. <laughs> You'd have known. Callback. Uh, imagine if it turns out that every single one of his theories are right. And he becomes like the leader of the earth. I still wouldn't pay that money for the jeans. The jeans. (laughs) (laughs) And he just pulls out that clothes rack. That's the dance though, isn't it? I might look him up, see what he's doing now. Oh, I hope he's still alive, bless him. Right, as we near our conclusion, for those who remain unsatisfied, if not an alien craft or gateway, what else could Nessie be? Nessie appears to be a cross between a seal and a long-necked serpent, dragon or dinosaur, though some have suggested that it's a group of otters in a line. Idiots. Aren't they, Granville? Said seals. Yeah. (laughs) Some sightings have suggested that the Loch Ness Monster has horns on the head and an idea is that these are actually breathing tubes. Outside of that, could Nessie be a newt or fish, aka underwater breather? Another idea is that the humped Nessie sightings are actual several Nessies altogether, so Nessie would actually be much smaller, as well as being a social creature as whales and dolphins are, and as believed, Plesiosaur would have been. Other ideas still include that the Loch Ness monster could be a giant seal or swan. Or a combination of the two. A Sean. <laughs> now let me show you the Tully Monstrum, or Tully Monster, a now extinct species from 300 million years ago, which has been likened to a giant worm at 14 inches long. I was about to say I've seen these before, because the top... So you've got two of these worm-like creatures. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that going through their spine? So... I- so, right, hold on. Were these creatures that were ridden by Atlanteans, are they the handles? <laughs> I'm not entirely... Uh, I'm sure I did look this up, but I really don't remember it. Whether they were, like, sensors to detect movement in the water or whether that's its nose, I can't remember. I have no idea. But it's basically got two handles poking out of the top of its back. Yeah, right. Before it's got it's, a really um... long, bendy head and a jaw with sharp teeth in it. Yeah. If I saw one of those swimming towards me, I would absolutely crap my pants, I'll be honest. Yeah, me too. That is awful looking. But there's a even... squid 
that swims like that. So if you don't look at the neck, cut up, cut it off where the neck is and look at the tail, that looks like mm-hmm. the squid where it opens up. Yeah, yeah. That's so what I, I thought it was, and then I saw those handlebars <laughs> in the neck. <laughs> Made for riding. I ask you, is Nessie a relative of Tully Monster? No. Remember, in 1933, before the papers went crazy, Nessie was described as a whale-like beast, whale or giant slug-like worm. I just can't picture anything but someone riding that thing now. I mean, how did you not get that in the first place? Because I thought it was just disgusting. I didn't really consider sitting on something that looks so horrid. It's just not the way my mind works. I mean, it might be one of the most placid sea creatures there is. If I could breathe underwater, I wouldn't mind riding one of them. I don't care if that is placid. I'm still not touching it. a vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I'm still not touching it. It's grim and scary. Nope. So, uh, (laughs) Sean... They kind of remind me of um, the little head from Mario. Oh, no. Skeksy. It's got the face of a Skeksy. Oh. Gelfling. Mm. Mm. Please. Please. Skeksy I am. Mm. Just to hammer home the giant worm or eel theory before we summarise, I have a short clip to show you here from one minute and 50 seconds in. If you just like to pump your volume up and check this out, Mr. Moonwalker. Before I do, is that the lock? Yes. That looks beautiful. Oh, I'd like to go there just to no, see no, it. No. Yeah. That looks incredible. So you want me to start one minute fifty in and stop at three twenty seven. I'll turn my volume up. Yes. That's exactly what I want. For the next uh, two and a half minutes I was privileged to one of the most amazing sights I've ever seen. Ooh. Wow. Okay, something is skimming along that water. As you can see from Gordon's footage, there is most definitely some type of large animal swimming across the lock. I mean, I don't know if you'd say that's large. It could just be fast. Massive! Huge! But what could it be? This thing was like bubbling along the waves. <laughs> At no point did it break through the surface of the streamlined water flow. So it didn't need to come up to breathe. The creature appears to be moving in a serpentine fashion. Yeah, it does look like a giant snake. Through the water. Mm-hmm. Based on the species known to inhabit Loch Ness, one might conclude that this is an eel. Yeah, but it just looks when you bigger than more carefully, an eel. The eel theory seems unlikely. I read somewhere that if you ever get a sighting of something like this, you should zoom in and out. Uh, so that the able the people that analyze the footage can always then estimate the size of whatever the creature was. Clever boy, clever boy. You can prove it's not like a fake mm-hmm. because you've seen it in context. Nosy shit. In context, the animal appears to be at least fifteen feet long. I mean, not a lie, he is larger than any freshwater eel species, and therefore potentially something completely unknown. What if it's not a freshwater reel? Going at speed into the waves. It wasn't some sort of log. This was a creature that had energy, it had power, it was thrusting through the waves. Thrust, thrusting. Huh. Eel theory. Mm-hmm. Giant, perhaps undiscovered eel. I mean, it did look huge, but again, yeah, it's pretty been, convincing, isn't it? Could have been a snake. Could have been anything like that. Yeah, it could have been a tally monster. 
Perhaps a new species of tully. I mean, if it was a tully monster, I'm pretty sure you would have seen the handlebars. <laughs> you would have seen someone riding it. To the, <laughs> to the um, streamlines. But ooh. what if it's just an eel that was on steroids or got plenty of chicken, was lifting, got its protein in, its tuna, its salmon. A really buff eel. Yep. Beal. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beal in the lock. <laughs> Let's call him Ian. There's an Ian beal in the lock. Right then. Summarising this one could be a little bit tough because we've kind of covered quite a lot. The Loch Ness Monster is linked to the old tale of St. Columba living with the Picts when a man was devoured at River Ness by a monster. The good saint scared the monster off with the strength of the cross, a.k.a. A crotch chop. We covered early sightings such as Dean McKenzie's in the early 1870s of something wriggling in the water and Alexander MacDonald's salamander crawling out of the water. There are a few more sightings like Aldi McKay's of a whale thingy churning in the water, the Spicers seeing a creature crossing the road and Arthur Grant, our wonderful artist, nearly hitting the creature on his motorbike. But then the world was introduced to the surgeon's photo, possibly faked by Marmaduke Weverall after the hippo foot fiasco of an earlier hoax Nessie footprint. Lots of scientific sonar studies have been carried out by reputable institutions such as Oxford and Cambridge, and many studies have found something large moving through the water which remain unexplained. We briefly covered hardcore Nessie head Tim Dinsdale, whom gave up his engineering career to hunt Nessie, and shortly after he died, one of Tim's videos was analysed in 1993 and did indeed appear to show the rear body of an aquatic creature, convincing sceptics that Nessie is real. We also saw the flipper photo, taken with a combination of sonar and strobe lighting, which we compared to a plesiosaur. Finally, we wondered whether Nessie is an alien, or indeed an alien craft, travelling via the intergalactic gateway of the Loch Ness with its strong electromagnetic fields, or through the secret underground tunnels. Other large lakes also have strong fields and many UFO sightings. Case closed, son! Although, if you call bullshit and think the case is still open, we did debate what else Nessie could be. Does Nessie have legs? Is it a group of otters? A dinosaur? A seal? A dragon? A tully monster? A Sean? Or a big bastard eel? A beel! <laughs> a babeel. <laughs> nope, it's aliens. Nessie's been cracked, folks! Oh, has it? Oh, that's a bloody lot to go through. Yep. Beels! It's beels! <laughs> <laughs> He's thrown his hands up. Fucking buff eels. <laughs> Super buff Scottish eels. I, it's also quite possible that someone has had a pet snake and it's got too big to stay at home or mm. too big for them to look after, so they've just dumped but it. But then the sightings have been going on for so long. If it was only one, surely it would have carked it by now. I've had snake babies. What if it was preggers? Then it would have needed another. What if it was already preggers? And then the babies have mated with each other. No, they have eaten other species and become beals. 
or bakes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> bakes, <laughs> bakes and bills. Oh, they. I don't know. How long does a uh, anaconda live for? I don't know. <laughs> this wasn't about anaconda. So what you're saying is it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so there could be a chance. <laughs> this could be an anaconda. I can't rule it out. Unfortunately not, no. Then it's possible. Um, no. I have... To, I don't have to believe. I do not believe that these sightings of Nessie are real. Do I believe that Nessie itself is real? Always. Have we seen Nessie? No. Is this just a giant beal? Yes. I'm going beal. So, are you saying that it was aliens? No. You're I'm going. It was Beal. You're going for a Beal. Yep. Ah, uh, see, I'm not saying it was aliens. I kind of like the otter theory. <laughs> Big buff otters, butters, <laughs> but butters, butters, yo. <laughs> we could have covered the Loch Ness monster for a Patreon episode, and to be honest, it was never a topic I was overly keen to cover, just because it's so so well. Everyone's heard of Nessie, it's quite well known, isn't it? And I didn't think there'd be a lot to work with other than the pictures. But one day I stumbled across a documentary theorising that Nessie was an alien ship and I just had to cover it after that. Unfortunately, this episode resulted in me moving from being a non-believer in Nessie to me thinking that it's giant eels and super otters that roam the waters. Bottas and Beals. <laughs> Again, I've said this before, but I am cursing the impact that this podcast is having on my mind. I'm actually gradually mouldering myself i'm about two cases away from giving up my employment and dedicating my life to finding these paranormal bastards show me the butters and bills i'm really tempted to go to scotland on a whim yeah. now and just look for butters and bills butters and bills <laughs> any final aliens on tour <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts before we close this case having confirmed that it's butters and bills uh. Has anyone else come up with the conclusion that it's bottles and beals? I don't believe so. People have theorised that it's large eels or groups of otters. So I don't eels. think they've gone for buff, <laughs> supersized otters and supersized eels as we have. <laughs> Certainly not deemed them bottles and beals, but bottles and beals. Oh my. Okay, yeah, no, no final thoughts for me. Then that's a wrap for today. Uh, I would like to eat what those uh, beals are eating. <laughs> you want to get those beal gains. Random side note, I've researched a lot about Loch Ness and there's people who have literally given up their life and moved there. We covered a couple of them, obviously, but have literally moved there to look for Nessie and that's what they do. Imagine just throwing everything away and going and living in like a trailer and just looking for Nessie every day. And they make a little bit of money by making models and stuff. And I really want to go there just to meet some of the really sort of intense and interesting folks that have done that. But what if they found it? Mm, well, I like guess that's someday. what drives I mean, them, someday. isn't it? They're all convinced they're going to find it. But it's just bottles and bills. <laughs> Can you imagine? We turn up looking for bottles and bills and we find the real Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to find it and we become famous <laughs> for finding it. Take a megaphone out there. We got tree pretty. <laughs> they pull us up on a stage like, here are the two gentlemen that found the Loch Ness Monster. A massive crowd is cheering. And we're like, it wasn't. It was Bottles and Bills. <laughs> Stop cheering. 
We want the butters and peels. Right, thank you You've for got listening. To call this episode Bottles and Bills. I don't. I, I'll try. Bottles and Bills, <laughs> the saga of the Loch Ness monster. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. If you're a nutty bastard and enjoy what we do, you can stick a few pennies in our pro pot over at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens and if you sign up at any of the tiers available you will gain access to our side probes whereby we dip a toe into the paranormal waters once a month and cover a non-alien case this in turn helps us to keep but it was aliens a free show and possibly one day buy better equipment we also have merch available at butitwasaliens.co.uk and if you have any suggestions or just want to get in touch you can hit us up on the Twitter on the Twitter at butitwasaliens that's the show folks until next time has Stacey's mum really got it going on the truth is up there hash tag pro Bottles and bills. Bottles and bills. Mama Duke.